Okay, starting with the Machlekes Mishami Mesel. The Mishnah is going to introduce us three different Machlekes of Mishami Mesel, which really unrelated. The common denominator, as Rashi points out, is that these are three cases which are unusual. They have a Kula of Beishame and a Chumra of Beishel. Very unusual, obviously, as we know in Shas, Beishel usually is the Meiko, the more lenient one, and Beishame is the more Machmo. And these three cases that are in our Mishnah are all cases where it's the opposite. Beishame is the Meiko, and Beishel is the Machmo. It says the Mishnah. Beish and Oldem Yantif, an egg that was hatched on Yantif. And the question is, can one eat that egg? Shami Imrim, Toichel, can eat it. We'll see what the potential issue is. Obviously, we're a question somewhat of Muktzah. And a particular type of Muktzah called Noilad. That something which is Muktzah literally means set aside. Set aside means you didn't plan, you didn't think, you didn't assume you're going to need that thing on Shabbos or Yom Tif in this case. Muktzah, classic Muktzah, is, can be any sort of item which is not needed, not relevant, for Shabbos Yantif. Here is a particular type of muktzah called Noilad. That obviously, if it wasn't in the world at all, it's hard to imagine the person thought about it. Now, it's true, you know, that eggs are laid. That's true. But the fact that it wasn't in the world gives it a particular out of one's mind that it's not going to be something that a person thought about and had a mind to use. And that gives a particular type of muktzah, which we'll see more about in the Gemara. So Bishami says, He's not worried about it. He's not hold that muktzah is going to be an issue. Toichel, you can eat it, even though it was hatched on Yantif. Misalot says, no. you cannot eat it. Obviously, he holds of this type of muktzah, this concern of nolad, and therefore you cannot eat it, as we'll see more in the Gemara. That's one machlokas. Veshamei Aymrim. Sa'ar b'kezayis v'chametz b'kezayis. We know that there are two psukim in the Torah that refer to the isra of eating chametz on Pesach. One refers to sa'ar, which really literally means sourdough. As those are familiar with sourdough bread, right? It's a, right, a starter, sourdough starter, so it has a, a particular way of, of, of making chametz. So he says, Sa'ar, that, that issue of chametz is the size of kazais. That's the issue of chametz of sa'ar. And classic chametz, which means regular leavened bread, is a kosevis, which is a size of a date. And we'll see exactly where this comes from. But he does split the shurim, which is very fascinating. Even the pasuk doesn't seem to make any differentiation in types of isurim. But that's the difference in two types of Yisurim, Sar and, and Chametz. And Yisrael says, no, Zev is Abkazayis. Both Abkazayis, we'll see more about this in the Gemara. That's not going to be this week, but we'll see Mr. Shem later about that. And the third, again, a third unrelated halacha, Hashochit Chayav Of Biyantif. A person who shechs a Chaya, which is a wild animal, or Of on Yantif, the halacha is that both a Chaya and a Of, there's a halacha of called Kisi Hadam, which is covering the blood of the, of the Shechita, it does not apply to a behemoth, which is a regular animal, like cows and, and sheep, etc. It only applies to a chaya, which is a wild, like a deer, things like chaya, and oaf, chickens, etc. So if those are shechted on Yom Tov, you can dig with a, uh, a spade and get dirt and cover the blood. It's mutter, even though normally digging and dirt is not something which sound like it's mutter, but Bishami says that's okay. We'll see more about this in the Gemara as well. And Bishil says, no, lo yishchait, elam kin hayalo offer mucham odyom. You cannot check unless you have dirt prepared before Yom Tov started. Obviously, dirt is mukta, as you normally know. So if you have it prepared before Yom Tov, that's fine. If not, you cannot check. However, umodun, they both agree. Shem shachat, if you did actually check already, it means you didn't prepare dirt, and you shechted, 
and now you have this blood sitting there. The, even Misal agrees, you could take this decker, take this the spade, dig into the into the ground, get some dirt, and you can cover it. And then Mishnah ends off. Sounds a little strange. We'll see what Gemara is going to explain this. Sha'ifra Kira Muchanu. Because the ashes of a kira of a oven are prepared. Okay, that's well, what, what about just using a mat? Oh, okay, we'll get, we'll get to all this in the Gemara. That's, that's, that we have to hold this. But but this these last words don't seem to be fit into anywhere. The Gemara will obviously explain what those words are doing. But we seem to have a simple machlokas. Can a person shecht unprepared, means without preparing dirt beforehand? Mishami says yes. Mishami says no. They both agree that if you do shecht, you can dig. And then somehow the Mishnah ends off with this halacha about the ash of Akira's muchan and prepare. We'll see how that fits in these Russian. Okay. So today we're going to focus on the first, first machlokas in the Mishnah, which is machlokas about the egg that was hatched on Yantif. The Shami says you can eat it, and Mishnah says you cannot. So says, what's the case? But my asking, tell me what type of chicken are we talking about? There are two classic types of chickens that we're going to be referring to. Ilema, Tanagolas, or Mendes Lachila, that I'd say Tanagolas, which really you're going to, you're planning on shechting. It's not one which is a egg hatching chicken. You didn't keep it for that. Your plan was to, to have Vachila, which means on Yantif you can shecht. Right? No problem shechting on Yantif, you can shecht it, which means you can take this chicken and take it from its live state to make it on your table or on Yantif. No problem. And that's not muksa, that, that chicken, because you use it and you have a good use for Yantif, shechting it, eating it, etc. So we're dealing with a chicken which is not muksa, which is a chicken which is omedes lachila. So then, so why would Basil say there's an issue with it? We're assuming that the egg which comes from such a chicken has the same status as the chicken and the entire, your, your mindset was on this chicken, chicken, the egg, everything about this chicken, that was your mindset, you're going to use it, you're going to eat it, and therefore, why would Basil say it's muktzah? What's, what's, what's the rationale for that? This thing is in your mind, it's on your, it's on your das to be able to use it. It's a Ochla, it's a, it's a, it's a um, food, da'afris, which is like separated, which is set aside for eating. This is regular food. Now, again, it's not food in its current state, but it can be easily turned into food by shechting it and making it prepared or making it ready. So why would Basil say it's also? So what do you want to say? Ella, must be, it's not a chicken which is meant to be shechted. Chicken you plan on keeping for a long period of time, your goal was it should it's a lay an egg, and that's going to be the purpose of the chicken. So then, this chicken is totally muktza. You planned on keeping it. You did not plan on eating it. So if so, it's muktza. So why in the world is saying it's going to be mutter if it's a Yeshua muktza? Does not hold a muktza? Gemara says, one second. Maybe not. Now, we, we, we take muktzah as a, as a given, as a fact. It's not so simple. There's machlokas in the Gemara and Shabbos, where the hold of muktzah at all. Now, even though there's a opinion of Rav Shimon, which we're going to mention now, that doesn't hold the muktzah, there are certain muktzahs he does agree to, but he does disagree with the overall concept of muktzah. He holds no, no muktzah's idea of muktzah is something you set aside in your head. According to Rav Shimon, does not become Aster and Shabbos. So, what's the issue? Maybe Bishami holds like Rav Shimon. That doesn't hold the muktzah. And therefore, this egg is not muktzah, the chicken is not muktzah, nothing is muktzah. Dilma beishami, less than muktzah. What's the issue? Gemara says, no. You know why? You know what our difficulty is? Kasal kadaita, the Gemara is assuming right now, the Gemara is 
suggesting, or what the premise right now is, even the one who says Mukta is Mutter, which is Rav Shimon, would agree that Nolad is Aser. Nolad, as we mentioned before, is a higher level of Mukta. So which is totally gone. As Rashi says that Mukta is since not around in this world. You have no das on it. You have no intention. You have no focus on it. As opposed to something else which is in this world that exists. Maybe it's not really usable, etc. on Shabbos, but still it's, it's, it's something which is on your, love, your mind on some level. And Nolad is not. So the Umar is assuming that no one would say that Nolad is mutter. And if so, the Gemara's question is, how can Bishamim say it's okay? This type of mukta, the Gemara is assuming everyone agrees is going to be a problem. So, what's the reason of Bishamim? So, the Gemara says as follows, You're right. We're dealing with this case of a chicken which is made to raise eggs, to hatch eggs. Udisle mukta, isle nolad. Udalasle mukta, lasle nolad. Where says you're right, that really these things go hand in hand. Nolad is a form of mukta. If you do not agree to the concept of the mukta, that means mukta is okay. So too, nolad is okay as well. If you do agree to mukta, nolad is a problem. So it means nolad is not worse than you know. It's true conceptually. It's, it's, it could be worse. But Rav Shimon, who disagrees with mukta and says it's okay, would actually hold that nolad is okay as well. And therefore, Gemara wants to say that the opinion of Eishamay is like Rav Shimon. And the opinion of Rav Ambesel is like of Yehuda, and if everything fits in beautifully, Beishamai is going to Shimon's opinion that doesn't hold the Muktzah and also doesn't hold the Nolad, and Beishelel goes like Rav Yehuda holds the Muktzah and therefore Nolad as well. Beishamai Rav Shimon or Beishelel Rav Yehuda. Beishamai is like of Shimon that holds the Muktzah. I'm sorry, does not hold the Muktzah and also does not hold the Nolad, and Beishelel goes like of Yehuda who holds the both. Okay, so therefore we have now explanation of our Mishnah. Chalukas Bisham and Bisil is really dependent upon the famous Machalukas of Shimon and Yehuda by Muktza. And the Chiddush of our mission is that Nolan and Muktza go hand in hand. Nolan is a type of Muktza, and even though it's, there is a logic to say it's more stringent than classic Muktza, our mission is teaching us to know that Bishami would say it's like the same thing as classic Muktza, and therefore there's no issue according to Rav Shimon of Nolan as well. Ask the Gemara one second. One second. Umiyam Rav Nachman, Hachik Rav Nachman actually suggests such a possibility that the rationale of our Mishnah is based on Rav Yehuda and Rav Shimon, and Beishami goes like Rav Shimon, and Beishelel goes like Rav Yehuda. V'atanan, there's another Mishnah. Beishami Omrim, Magbiyin, Mi'ala Shochan, Atzamos Uklipin. You're allowed to lift off the table on Shabbos, bones and peels. Bones and peels are classic muktzah. There are muktzah, which is, there's no use for bones and peels. We're not talking about bones that are edible. The bones are not edible at all. These peels are not edible at all. And therefore, they're classic muktzah. And they're, according to the opinion of Rav Shimon, that's muktzah. Says the Mishnah, Beishamay says, it's okay. You can pick up the atzamis and klipin, which means, very nicely, fits and seems to what we just said, Beishamay doesn't hold the muktzah, like Rav Shimon. Okay, so far, so far, so good. Ubeiselel says no, he does hold a muktzah, and therefore he says, Misalak is a tavla kula uminara. You have to leave it on the plate, you can't pick it up by itself. You can pick up the plate, which is holding this bones or this peels, and shake it off, which is one way of moving muktzah. It's called Tultaman Atzad, not for our, our, our discussion right now, but that's a way of moving muktzah that Beiselel says is okay. Now, okay, so far so good. However, on that very Mishnah, Rav Nachman comments, Rav Nachman, Anu, according to us, 
He says the, the, the positions of the Mishnah have to be reversed. That we all, like Bishami says, like of Yehuda, and Bishamah of Shimon, which means exactly the opposite we just told us over here. That he says that even though the Mishnah seems to say that of Shimon, I'm sorry, that Bishamah says you can pick up off the table the bones and the peels, that's not Bishamah, that's Bishamah. And the second opinion, which says that you can't pick it up, you have to shake off the plate, that's really the opinion of Bishamah. So one second, you just told me that the Pshat in our Mishnah, that our Mishnah which says that there's no Muktzah is going like Bishamay, and Bishol says there is Muktzah. Here, Nachman says exactly the opposite. That at least in the case of Shabbos, he says that Muktzah would be a problem according to Bishamay, and not a problem according to Bishol. Exactly the opposite we said over here. What's going on over here? So Amadokhan Nachman, you're right. There is a basic difference between Shabbos and Yantif. That Mishnah of, of Magbiyim al-Shokhan, Atzamas al-Klipan, is going on Shabbos. And our Mishnah is obviously going on Yantif. And Shabbos, as we'll see, is going to say is different than Yantif. Now, what's the difference? The Gemara explains as follows. Shabbos, the Sassam Lantana Kerv Shimon. In Shabbos, we have a Stam Mishnah. Stam Mishnah, we know, means a Mishnah without any author, which we know the Halachi is Kestam Mishnah. Halachi always follows, like when there's a Mishnah without any name in there, no Machlokas, just a Stam Mishnah. Halachi follows that. Mishnah. So the Mishnah which says as follows, You can cut the Lua, which is like gourd, which that's not a Muktzah, that's an issue of Tircha, of, of cutting it up into pieces. That's not our discussion. Our discussion is the second point. Nevela is an animal which was not shafted properly, which obviously cannot be eaten. And the animal, let's say, just either died or was killed on Yom Tif, or I'm sorry, the case, I'm sorry, Shabbos, and now it's dead. That is Muktzah, obviously, because you have no idea or thought you can use this on Shabbos. You want to use it now to feed to your dogs, which obviously is Muktzah, you can feed it to your dogs. It's not Asr Bahana. Says the Mishnah, that's okay. It's Muktzah. Meaning, there's no Muktzah. Because if it was Muktzah, you can't feed it to your dogs, it's Muktzah. It must be. The star Mishnah goes like Rav Shimon, that says there is no Muktzah. So therefore, now, we know the rule is, we always pass like a star Mishnah. We also always pass like a Beishelel. Beishelel is the one we pass like. So we have no choice now but to say, if the Mishnah, which is a Stan Mishnah, says there is no issue of Muktzah, that's the opinion of Rav Shimon, that must be like Beishelel. Because Allah follows Beishelel. So therefore he knows that in Shabbos, it must be Beishelel's opinion is, no Muktzah. To fit this Mishnah, which is a Mishnah, Stan Mishnah, we should go pass like a Stan Mishnah, we also pass like Beishelel, the only way to fit those two together is say Beishelel holds no Muktzah in Shabbos. So very good. So this now mechatlus on the deluin of Behema, less on the veil of Neklavim, mukilah the beiselo kriv shimon. See, it's clear the beiselo was like Shimon because the halach is like stam mishnah, halach is like beiselo as well. Avol gabe yomto. When it comes to yomtiv, this sasa lantanik of Yehuda. There we stam mishnah the opposite. That's called like of Yehuda. The only way to rationalize that is if the stam mishnah of Yehuda must be. Then in Yantif, Rav Yehuda, it carries a day. And Beishelel, who we pass like, must call like Rav Yehuda in Yantif. Where do we see a stamish like Rav Yehuda? This man. You cannot chop wood from the beams. Not from a beam which broke. It's a stamishnah, which says that even though chopping wood is, if it was for something which you, you was not mutter, it's totally mutter in Yantif. You can use wood, kindling, etc. In Yantif is all mutter. But this beam was not set aside. It was a beam that's part of your house. 
or was a beam that was either was planned to go into a house. Right? That's the first case. They stand the beam which was sitting on the side, ready for for construction. That beam is muktza. You plan to use it for construction. You can't do construction on yantif, but now I want to decide to use it for firewood. Says the Mishnah, it's aser. Why? It's muktza. So we see a stam Mishnah that says that if we use the problem of muktza on yantif. So we only have one choice: that in Beis Hillel we go lahalach like in Shabbos must be holds a muktza. And I'm mean, sorry, he does not hold a muktza. And Yantif he does. That's only that's only choice. So that's Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says that there's a major difference in Shabbos and Yantif. Shabbos we go like Rav Shimon, no muktza. Yantif there's muktza. So the Yantif mukman like Rav Yisrael or Rav Yehuda. Therefore, in Yantif he goes like Rav Yehuda. Okay, so that's at least understanding Rav Nachman. Now the most we have to, we still have to understand this. Michti, let us let us see. Man sasmi lemaslisan Rebbe. Who is the author of Mishnayis? It's Rebbe. Rebbe authors the, the Mishnayis. So Rebbe was the same Rebbe who said in Shabbos is going to be a Stam Mishnah of Shimon. So Mishnah be Shabbos to Sasnah of Shimon. So why Taka in Shabbos to go like of Shimon to say that there is no Muktzah? Umaishnah be Yantif to Sasnah of Yehuda. And why not to go like of Yehuda? Explain to me what's the rationale to differentiate with Shabbos and Yantif? We know that in most things Shabbos and Yantif are similar. It's true, certain things are different in, in, in cooking, etc. But almost everything else is Muktzah. We don't find it. Why should there be a difference? Gemara says very fascinating. Amina, we say as follows: Shabbos, the chamir, Shabbos is very chomer. Shabbos is skila. Shabbos people treat very seriously. For the Asel is much less of a concern to be to degrade and to be loose in Shabbos. People take Shabbos very seriously. So therefore, Sasel and Kriv Shimon. So therefore, we don't need the precautions of Mokta. Mokta is really all about protections and fences around the Malachos. Keep far away. Shabbos, we don't need those protections. Therefore, we go like Shimon, no Mokta. But, Sasel and Shimon, the Mekel, Yomtif, the kill. People, unfortunately, treat it much lighter. The, the Isser is lighter. It's not an Isser Skila. And, and, and it's not treated in this, with the same Chomer, with the same stringency. Therefore, us, the Zuzli, people come to Mizal, people come to degrade in it. Sasel and Yehuda, the Mach. We have to go like Yehuda, it's Mach, but more fences. So it comes out fascinating. The more strict it is, the less worried about it. Because people take it very seriously. The less strict it is, we're more worried. We need more fences around it. People won't take it as seriously, and therefore we make more of a muktzah. It's fascinating. There's more of a of a, of a issue of muktzah and yantif than on Shabbos because of this issue. Lalacha we actually hold this way that there's more of an issue of, of like nolad, for example, is more of an issue of halacha on yantif than on Shabbos for this reason that we're more concerned about yantif more than on Shabbos. Okay, fine. So that's the end of Rav Rachman's um, understanding in the Mishnah difference yantif and Shabbos, and that's the, the rationale. Ask Lamar a question now on this whole premise. So you understood that the case of the Mishnah was a chicken that was made to hatch eggs. And the issue is If so, Yachi. So I don't understand. Why are you talking about the egg? The same question about the chicken itself. Chicken, chickens, are whether it's muktza or not, it also is going to be the same exact question. If it's muktza, the chicken is muktza, and therefore it's a problem because the chicken is made to hatch eggs, not not to eat. If the chicken is going to be a problem of muktza, same issue as the egg. So why do you have to jump to the egg for? Stick to the chicken. It's just why it's it's a step less removed. Right? Stick to the chicken itself. So I'll tell you why. You want to see how far beishamai is 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 lenient. 
that even in Nolad, even in Nolad, sure, even in, in Nolad, he says it's mutter. Because Nolad is actually much, as we said before, a logic to say that's more strict than a chicken. Because chicken at least is around. It's existed in this world. But the egg, which doesn't exist at all, there's more of a reason to say it's mukta. So the reason why we chose the egg to focus on is to tell you the Chiddush, that Beishamai, who doesn't hold the mukta, not only in the chicken is it okay, it's okay even in the actual egg. Come on, says one second. Why don't you say the opposite? That agree in the chicken, to say the koach of that the mukta asri, that even a mukta, even classic mukta, even the chicken, which is less of an issue of than the egg, still it's going to be asr. That's a, that's a logical thing to say, that, say a chiddush and beiselel, why only in Beisham you say a chiddush, say a chiddush and beiselel. The chitim, if you want to say, koach tater adif, that there's a greater reason to focus on heter, because the power of heter is stronger, which means that if you have a choice of focusing on heter or, or iser, we want to focus on the heter, the, the koach to be matter, is a greater koach, a greater power, a greater chiddush, and therefore we want to focus on that. Kamar says, still, I'm, still, I'm still bothered. Niflab Gitavayu, why don't you argue in both of them? Say as follows. Tarnagolis, homedes legado beim, he, ubeitsasa. Say both, it and its egg. Beshami omen tochel, beshami which say you eat it, ubeitsasa lo tochel. Why do you focus only on the egg? Could use both and say Chiddush one and base Why you focusing all on the egg? So therefore, Rabbah doesn't like this whole shadow of Nachman. Rabbah wants to say a totally different shadow in this Mishnah, not about Mukta, not about the fact that we're dealing with Nolad. It's not the discussion of our Mishnah because of this issue of if the issue is about Mukta and Nolad, it should have said both cases of the egg and the chicken, not focus just on the egg. El Rabbah, based on this question, Rabbah says I'll tell you a different shadow in the Mishnah. Really, we're going with the chicken that's made for eating. And what's the issue over here? So that's what's the issue. A chicken made to eat, it's not mukta. No issue. We're doing a very, very fast and specific case. It's Yom to the falls out after Shabbos. We don't have to fall out on Sunday. Shabbos, going straight into Yantif. And the issue is preparation. What's the issue of preparation? What's the issue? This is a famous thing called the Chana de Rabbah. It's Rabbah's Achana. Gemara explains as follows. Ukesava Rabbah, Rabbah holds as follows. Kol beitza de misyalda inna miesmo gamrla. Any egg which is hatched today was already completed inside the chicken yesterday. That means it takes, it, 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 it's completed inside and then it expels it the next day. That means it was prepared yesterday for today. Now, I didn't prepare, it was prepared in the Mashkash Baruch who made the chicken, right? And this egg was prepared yesterday for today by the forces of this chicken in, internally. Okay, so what's the issue? Rabba Tamai, Dhamma Rabba, my Diksiv, the Pasik says, Vayibi Amashishi, Vachinu Asashayavu. On the sixth day, you should prepare for what you're going to need on Shabbos. Says Rabba, fastening Allah. Chomech on the Shabbos. You can use weekday to prepare for Shabbos. You can use weekday to get ready for Yantif. However, you cannot use Yantif to get ready for Shabbos or Shabbos to get ready for Yantif. Now here it's fascinating. You're not doing anything. It's happening by itself. The egg is developing inside this chicken internally by, by itself. And the halacha is that this egg was prepared on Shabbos for Yantif. 
and therefore you cannot use it. The Rabbah's Chiddush is anything which was prepared beforehand on Shabbos, you cannot use it for Yantif. It has to be done during the week. On the weekday, to get ready for Yantif. Fascinating. Okay, so that's true for a case of where it's Sunday. How about if it's Tuesday? That means it was prepared on Monday. It should be okay. And our mission maybe sounds like all cases are a problem. And the Lord says, no, even that case is this. You know why? We asked her even Tuesday because it's a case of Sunday. So we asked her a case of any case of egg is hatched on Yantif that maybe you're going to confuse with the case of hatched on, on, on Sunday and that's going to be okay. Whereas the Shabbos, the Amashari, regular Shabbos should be okay. Whereas it says no. The same Gzairah, they might mix it up with Shabbos which follows Yantif which is when Yantif is on Friday and he goes into Shabbos, you confuse it with that. So basically, any egg hatched on Shabbos or Yantif is always Aser because it might be confused with the case of whether it was either before or after Shabbos. If you shecht a chicken, you find a whole egg inside of it after you shechted it. You can eat on Yantif. If you have the Xera, why don't you eat the same Xera? That's the same way you're concerned about an egg which is hatched on Yantif that you can confuse with the case of Shabbos and Yantif, this egg also. So the fact that it was found in a shechted chicken is better. Why is that better? Most of the egg is better. It's actually find the whole egg in the mother's stomach is not a common thing. To find the com- completely com- uh, formed egg that means right before it's about to come out, that's very uncommon. And there's a rule, we don't make xeris and things which aren't common. Chazal didn't include that in Xeris, if it's an unusual case, and therefore the egg inside, we actually make, give it dispensation for, we say that's okay, that you can eat, but an egg which is hatched, whether it's on Sunday, which is right, right after Shabbos, whether it's on Friday going into Shabbos, or any other day, we made this Xeris up to those days, and therefore it's on Sunday. This is Rabbah's Pshan the Mishnah, that the issue with the egg, according to Beisel, is the holds of Xeris the Rabbah, that this thing is not prepared on a weekday, it was prepared on Shabbos, and therefore it's going to be usher. And even if it was prepared during the week, we are concerned all eggs, because you're confused with the case that was prepared on Shabbos for the case of the week, and that's why Bishami holds us. And Bishami holds usher, because he holds the Zerud Rabbah, and Bishami obviously disagrees, holds the Zerud Rabbah is not a problem, and not going to be a issue. And so next week we'll see um, the third opinion, third Pshat in this Mishnah, that's the first two Pshatim in this Mishnah. Shall have a wonderful, enjoyable day. Slavah Rabbah.